0: Hi there, thanks for clicking play on this episode. I'm just going to let you know that this is going to be a very weird, heavy, and probably unnecessary mini-episode on the Reclassico podcast feed. So honestly, I, I wouldn't mind if you'd rather do something else, but uh, thanks for listening, and, and here goes. As you probably saw from the title of this episode, kind of serves to address the, the terrible events at Travis Scott's Astroworld festival where quote-unquote crowd crush took the lives of 10 people and injured countless others it's a heavy emotional tragedy that is somewhat hard to speak about but we're going to try to over the next 15-20 minutes so uh mario and i had a good private conversation about the topic it was like 30 minutes and covered a lot of good ground and we don't wish to make it public. Uh, so anything you hear on this pod going forward is from me, Alex, and me alone. And honestly, on the topic of whether or not we should do a pod on it, I mean, we probably shouldn't. There's a million ways I could conduct the topic citing that it's outside of the scope of our pod. I could cite that I'm not an arbiter of justice, I'm just a dude with a mic. It's a slippery slope, like if I do this episode, like. Every time there's a tragedy, do I have to do a podcast episode? I don't know. It's it's a topic not a lot of people really want to talk about, and et cetera, et cetera. But look, I mean, our first episode was about Travis Scott, and right now this crowd crush World topic is the biggest and heaviest story in music right now. It looms over a lot of things, so... I felt like it might be awkward not to talk about it because it's just kind of been on my mind lately so here goes and look, i'm a dude with the mic so here goes so there's been a lot of thoughts on my mind and i'm going to first talk about the concept of celebrity and celebrity death um today is the well hopefully this airs on like december 2nd that is the birthday of uh the late gerard higgins or juice world There's also been the death of Virgil Abloh, and so we're we're going to talk about that real quick. And I promise I'll bring it back, loosely connected to the Astro World tragedy. It's just kind of the topic today. So, so the big news in music today is the tragic passing of Louis Vuitton and Off-White creative director Virgil Abloh. He was 41 and was battling cancer for many different years, and. For some fans, and a lot of your maybe favorite celebrities, rappers, influencers, it was a devastating loss because he was an inspiration to many of them and to many people around the world. A lot of people wanted to be Virgil Abloh. He was awesome, creative mind. And I bring this up not because I have any Virgil Abloh takes, but I, I just always feel weird because when it comes to processing celebrity deaths. On one hand, a loss of life is loss of life, and it's an ab- absolute tragedy every single time. On the a- other hand, people die every day, and if that particular celebrity you, you didn't mean a lot to you or you didn't really know who they were, it's probably not hitting you as hard as if you were their biggest fan. On the third hand, it's Not like you ever met them, and so why are we so obsessed with celebrities in the first place? And look, I'm not trying to sound super callous or nihilistic. I'm just trying to understand that our relationship with celebrity, especially in the face of celebrity death, is a weird thing in life, and no judgment wherever you feel about this topic. From a personal standpoint, the hardest I've ever been hit by a celebrity death was Gerard Higgins, a.k.a. Juice World uh, is rapper name, commonly known. Uh, Chicago rapper died uh, two years ago, December 8th. So December 2nd would have been his 23rd birthday. And December 8th, six days after his 21st birthday was his death at the Chicago O'Hare airport. Um, so we're coming up on the two year mark anniversary of his passing. And look, it still kind of bothers me to this day. I don't know, for whatever reason, it still just kind of lingers, just like, why? Um, And the reason, and this is gonna sound, I don't know how to describe this, but the reason it hits me hard is because I personally liked his music and I was excited to see what he was doing next. Him being young and having his whole future ahead of him just adds another layer to the tragedy, but, Look, it, it honestly feels gross saying all this because it feels like a selfish way to value life. Maybe I only like Juice World and I'm only hurt by, hurt's maybe a strong word, but like I'm affected by his death because I really liked his music. In contrast, um, most people's hardest celebrity death, Kobe Bryant, a basketball player for the Lakers, It doesn't hit me as hard because I did not like Kobe as a basketball player. I grew up sports hating Kobe Bryant and the Lakers. My favorite team was the Spurs. I I liked Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant was the rival. And it's honestly feels like such a callous and asshole way to process death because at the end of the day, basketball is like the the least important thing in this. Eight people died in a helicopter crash and. It feels weird because my subconscious brain is like, well, well, you know Kobe's basketball game was analytically inefficient because he took a bunch of contested mid-rangeers. And it's it's honestly insane and but this is I don't know, this is somehow in how I involuntarily process death sometimes. And thus the cloud of celebrity is so weird and I never know how to process it and celebrity death just adds a whole weird layer to this because in a way like so our favorite celebrities our favorite musical artists our favorite uh athletes whatever designers however you say it um they're kind of part of our life but they're kind of not part of our life and it's it's just really weird and it's tragic every single time but it's just kind of weird and and while all of what i said are just kind of unrelated anecdotes of topics coming on today i guess we can bring it back to the celebrity of travis scott jock's webster uh that's his real name i guess uh, and this astro world fest disaster and i look it's a disaster I, I don't know what else to say it's a disaster when 10 people die and it is still hard to compute How much of a tragedy that is Um, It's just A straight up horrific Incident And of course I have to throw in Some disclaimers before we talk about The the nitty gritties of This tragedy Is uh, look I'm a Travis Scott Fan if you've been following Our podcast that was the first episode We did so That cloud of celebrity And fandom hangs over me he's from Houston, H-Town, like that's where I went to college. So look, I'm gonna try to be hard, I'm gonna try hard to be objective and unbiased, but really it's impossible to eliminate any sort of bias when talking about anything. Like, I can't even keep, like at the end of each episode, I have to come up with an objective rating for, for the album. And I can't keep it consistent episode to episode a seven in one episode means something totally different in another episode like bias is just a thing and and so but let's, let's bring it back to the incident so all right here we go um so regarding this incident from what i've read there's a ton of reasons why this particular festival turned tragic and i haven't done the full like detective work but there's like there's stuff like Too many people being there, security being overwhelmed, the stage area being designed as sort of a cramped funnel, which maybe led to a little bit more crowd pressure than than normal, Uh, to nobody, the most publicized one, nobody stopping the concert in time to, to save lives, to fans passing out on drugs, to an inability of emergency services to reach those in need, there's a bunch of factors going on, and it's a full-fledged event planning disaster. And having gone to a couple of festivals, and look, anecdotal evidence, but I'm sometimes I, I wonder why this honestly doesn't happen more often. Let's think about it. You have forty thousand people who have been standing in the sun all day, who are um, dehydrated, maybe on some drugs or something and they all have an incentive to get as close as possible to the stage. So they all have an incentive to push towards the front because they get a better view and supposedly a better experience. CNN published a paper in the 90s where this researcher discusses the crowd crush phenomenon and the physics behind it. And really he was just against the the general audience model. Also, oh, it is an interesting physics-based analysis of what, what's going on, but it it is a something a lot of these festivals have to worry about. And so, oh, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more, but it it doesn't happen at other festivals. Even though we've had we've had bigger festivals with more people and perhaps more hype, rage music like Metallica or or something like that. I assume there's been some metal festival which is just as big and just as rage heavy and one aspect of this whole controversy that I might push back on is the idea that maybe Travis Scott's music is part of the reason this tragedy happened. Ironically the day Mario and I talked about this we were recording our episode for an upcoming episode on Eminem the Marshall Mathers LP and one of the topics that is pertinent in that episode is whether or not Eminem's vulgar lyrics or non PC language, uh, whether or not Eminem's music can turn your kid into a bad person, whether it's bad for the youth, it's corrupting the youth. And yes, I, I think there are aspects of Eminem's music that are really wrong and, uh, might normalize negative attitudes and hatreds towards women and and gay people and other demographics. And we can't, that hate speech is unacceptable, for sure, and uh, for a lot of reasons. But it is, it is, in the episode we argued that it is maybe a little bit of a stretch to suggest that just because Eminem raps about Columbine uh, that doesn't mean his music is going to possess your kid and turn them into a serial killer. A lot has to go wrong in order for that to happen, and Eminem's music doesn't quite have the power to do that. And sure, and look, I'm equating this to Travis Scott, and sure, Travis Scott has that one line in the song uh, S- Stargazing, I think. Yeah, it's he has this one line where it says, it ain't a mosh pit if there ain't no injuries. Injuries. <laughs> And yeah, that's, I mean, that's very like direct line talking about mosh pits and injuries being part of the whole game. Um, but again, look, we've had bigger events with more people at hype concerts where moshing was involved and nobody died. I, at this time, I'll, I'll say in our Olivia Rodrigo episode, I made a comment saying that the song Good For You would, uh, and I wouldn't say this today, like if I could redo it, I'd probably throw away this joke, but uh, the song Good For You was a rage-inducing pretty metal, and if it was happening at a festival, there would be moshing and there would be injuries. And so I don't think Travis Scott's music per se is to blame, and that's one really mini-factor out of like 20 that are more important, so let's go back to that. So bringing it back to the event, it, look, it's an event planning disaster with a number of safeguards that failed. And if you're going to ask who's at fault, I, I think the obvious answer is less one person and more astroworld fest as a whole. And this is a collective disaster, collective negligence, collective bad really bad event planning that turned tragic. And sure, like Travis Scott is the owner of Astro World Fest and he is part of the Astro World Fest event, but to pl- pin the full blame on him doesn't really in my eyes doesn't really make sense when Astro World Fest is an event that requires at least hundreds of people to to plan and execute. Now, on the flip side, there is a whole civil court financial aspect to this. And uh, Travis Scott seems to be receiving the full financial blame. He's currently getting his pants suit off. There's, from what I've read, like over 80 lawsuits, over a billion dollars. And honestly, that's kind of beside the point because 10 people died. Look, in the end, it's, it's... complete tragedy. I don't know how we process this, and but I don't think the blame falls on a single person for a collective event. There are probably more protocols and safeguards that can be implemented for future events. And look, there's a million lawsuits that need to be untangled. But I think one of the most tragic things about this is that there just isn't really a clear solution other than more due diligence or more safeguards going forward so uh so anyways those are my unsolicited 20 minutes and two cents on the matter that you probably didn't ask for if you would like to discuss any of these topics with me you're welcome to message me on instagram or facebook or linkedin that's your i have deactivated tiktok and club penguin but Whatever way you can reach me, I'd be happy to talk about this, although this is kind of a heavy topic that a lot of people, (laughs) not a lot of people really want to talk talk about. But look, at at the end of the day, um, it's a tragedy. And for some reason, we we have to pick ourselves up and move on, unfortunately. And I I don't mean to sound callous. Like, this is a tragedy. Ten people died, and every celebrity death as disconnected as we are to it it is a death and it is hard for a lot of people um but all i ask is just i don't know please don't let please don't try to let any darkness like this event uh, tragic and unimaginable as it can be take over your day don't let that darkness take over your day um There are plenty of happy, quirky things to love in life. And I know just one of those things is talking music with Mario, Sarah, Avi, and all my friends and getting to share it with you all. It's one of the many joys I have in life. And I hope you all have something in your life that brings you joy and happiness. And anyways, I I thank you very much for listening and hope you have a very nice rest of your day. Take care.